Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F. as in Fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, November 16, 2021, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in Chapter 7, Working with Others, Working... Yeah, working with others. On page 99, the second paragraph, we will be reading and commenting on just that one paragraph only that begins with, if there be divorce or separation, and ends with, apparent to both parties. Today's readers are Phil M., Reggie O., Sandy C., and Lauren N., The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, November 15, 2021, are 18,081 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, that's 18081, and 18,082 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, that's 18082. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Bill M. to read the OA 12 Steps. Hi, my name is Phil M., a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from Northern Ireland. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that light. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Phil M. I will now ask Reggie O. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Thank you, and good morning again. My name is Reggie O., gratefully recovered outside of San Antonio, Texas today, and these are the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Reggio. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we will be reading and commenting on the second paragraph only on page 99 that begins with, 
if there be divorce or separation and ends with a parent to both parties. I will now ask Sandy C. to go ahead and read that for us. Uh, thank you. Uh, may I be heard? Yes. Good morning, Sandy Good. C. Good. Good morning. If there be divorce or separation, there should be no undue haste for the couple to get together. The man should be sure of his recovery. The wife should fully understand his new way of life. If their old relationship is to be resumed, it must be on a better basis, since the former did not work. This means a new attitude and spirit all around. Sometimes it is to the best it is to the best interests of all concerned that a couple remain apart. Obviously, no rule can be laid down. Let the alcoholic continue his program day by day. When the time for living together has come, it will be apparent to both parties. My name is Sandy. I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I, uh, when, when I, Rebecca first told me that, I think it was Rebecca, told me that I was going to read this paragraph, I got stuck in, it will be apparent to both parties. I was like, how can they be apparent to both parties? And I got all stuck in my parents' multiple divorces, um, which was interesting. But um, then when I read it again, when I was being less silly, let the alcoholic continue his program day by day. Um, that really resonated for me. Uh, just let the alcoholic, God, please let me continue to grow and develop in this program day by day. That is my job. That is my assignment. Um, relationships come second to um, work in this program. And that's a good reminder for me right now as I uh, attempt to do some dating and maybe scout out a new relationship, uh, which is a very daunting and um, you know, just easy to fill all of that up with a lot of fear. But this means a new attitude and spirit all around. So it's time to revise that attitude. Um, I don't know. It says the wife should fully understand his new way of life. I don't know if we can ever really understand um, somebody else's way of life. I don't think we get to really... we. We get to do the most we can, but to really know someone intimately, to really know how they think, um, I think that takes a long, long time. And I think if we all waited for the other person to fully understand us, I, I don't know that we'd ever have any relationships at all. Um, I did love the line, if their old relationship is to be resumed, it must be on a better basis since the former did not work. I think that could be the title of my biography. Nope, that didn't work. Um, lots and lots and lots of trying to find things that worked, uh, mostly avoiding working this program and working the steps. It was kind of a 30-year um, adventure before before pain uh, caused surrender and surrender caused gave me the space to work the program, for which I'm extremely grateful. And I think with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sandy C. Okay. Um, now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on um, A Vision for You on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the second paragraph on page 99 in the big book 
if there be divorce or separation through a parent to both parties, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Linda D. Joanne N. Rosie M. Elizabeth D. Josie N. Elizabeth. Elena C. Elena C. On M. On M. Okay. I think we have our lineup. Linda D. Joe jo on N. Josie N. Elizabeth D. Elena C. And on M. Linda D. You go first. Well, second after Sandy. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. So grateful to be recovered while in Connecticut. Um, I was sure I didn't have anything to say about this. I've never been married, and I'm old. I'm 77 years old, you would think. But anyway, um, that's part of uh, the shame that I have carried all my life because how come I'm not married? How come I don't have kids and grandchildren and divorces and things to brag about? That was a joke, the last part. Um, okay, the thing is this. Um, I only have what I am. And what I am depends on this program, my understanding of this program and my connection with God. And that has given me a life second to done. Um and the daunting, I love what was said, the daunting prospect of dating. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Now I have learned how to recognize trouble with a capital T, even the smaller trouble with a small T. Um, I was um, always attracted to unavailable people. I didn't have any idea of that. The steps all of you with the help of a whole tribe over the years i've learned a lot and now i have men friends well i'm also an aa and it's largely men but i have men friends and and they're really kind and wonderful to me and i i'm finally learning how to receive the good in my life which directly comes back to my relationship with god because that is what has to guide me in making choices about who you date, what you do, and all of that. So, um, thanks. This is a great topic. Touchy, though. Touchy. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, Linda D. Joanne M. I hope I said your name right. Hi, good morning. My name is Johan M. M like an Nancy, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Sweden. <laughs> I, I didn't exactly know what to, what to share in this paragraph, but um, I uh, I was living with a woman prior to, uh, and thank you for so much for service uh, as well. I was living to, with a woman prior to 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 my wife. That I have been now for many years when I was a full blown active in not just food but 
yeah, everything, I would say. Uh, it was, you know, just a horrific thing for, for her. And uh, in the end, she, uh, uh, yeah, she, she, she threw me out, basically, uh, uh, which was uh, just right. And uh, in recovery, I got this romance to her, uh, which was just uh, beautiful. And this was not just, you know, sitting down doing one of men. This was, this was uh, talks, you know, many talks, many talks, going through all of this amazing Maya man. And in the end, we were friends. It was uh, just amazing that uh, uh, the power of this program. Today, I'm, 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 I'm very, very blessed with living with uh, my wife is, is in the program as well. And I think this paragraph tells me that I need to put the program first. Uh, if I put the program first, I won't have anything else either. I won't have my wife, I won't have my children, I won't have a family or anything. Uh, and also it tells me the, 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 the power of this program and how, how it can be or how, or how it not can be, you know. I never got back together with my, with my ex, uh, but we, we left on a really good basis, uh, thanks, to, thanks to Step 9. And and I think that's just a beautiful thing, you know. And what this program can do if I just if I just work it. So the reminder for me is just to continue to work, work this program, to continue to be, be in the steps, to have a daily program where I am in step 10, 11, and 12 every day and one day at a time. And with that, God keeps me abstinent. And with my with my abstinence and with my recovery. I can be present with my family, with my kids, and with my wife. The, the relationship I have today with my wife is, is just an amazing relationship. We, we, we never shout at each other or, or have these kind of arguments that I used to have. Uh, I'm not doing you know, stuff in my relationship that I used to do. I have a new, I have a new employer. And thanks to that, I, I, I get to live in, in love and tolerance and forgiveness and, you know, just uh, together with 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 all people and my family. So, yeah, I hope I wasn't rambling, but thank you so much. I will end with that. Thank you so much. Joan M. And before you um, mute, I just want to let you know, uh, thank you very much for sharing, but there was a certain amount of noise or interference on the line, and we didn't catch every word, but toward the end it got better, just so you know. Okay. Thanks okay. so much I'm sorry about that. Thank you. Josie N. I think you meant Rosie M. Oh, Rosie N or M. Which M. 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 Like mom. <laughs> yeah. Rosie, you're lucky you got in the lineup considering how bad I got your name. Well, done. that's okay. Go right ahead. Thank you for taking the meeting. It's not an easy task. I so appreciate my family here that I listen to every morning and I reflect as uh, this uh, time when my husband had to move out for 11 weeks to try to get sober. And we thought we died and went to heaven for about two days. And then the dysfunctional family, you couldn't even tell he was gone. And I realized at the time that um, I had a big part in it. And I so um, didn't understand that every time he went to the bottle, I went to the cookie jar. 
until I got in recovery right before he had his last um, binge before he got sober for 21 and a half years. But it took us a long time to learn how to live together and for me to not medicate with food when I was um, restless, irritable, and discontented when he was trying to, to learn his recovery and I was trying to stay in my lane and learn my recovery. But by the grace of God and working these steps and hitting our knees and praying and meditating and each trying to work our own program, we got better and we were able to enjoy half of our married life in recovery. And it's a a pure miracle. And by the grace of God, I've kept my weight off. My husband passed away a few years ago from cancer, but I didn't have to eat over it. And I realize now the longer he's gone, the more I have to use this program every day to keep um, in fit uh, condition and not go back to my um, behaviors. And by the grace of God, that, that happens one day at a time. And I'm just so grateful for all of you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Rosie M. Elizabeth D. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes. Good morning, Elizabeth. Thank you. Uh, my name is Elizabeth D. Um, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in the Boston area. Very grateful uh, to be here this morning and um, to be recovered um, by the grace of my higher power. Um, this line here, if their old relationship is to be resumed, it must be on a better basis since the former did not work. Well, I'm 63 years old. I've never been married. Um, I've had relationships, uh, lots. Um, But in almost all my relationships, I made the man my higher power. And um, in a variety of ways, um, over a period of time, was twisting myself into something I wasn't like a pretzel. Um, Or I was there to save them. And I was in constant fear of loss, um, that they were going to reject me first, so I'm going to reject them first. It was all um, kind of not very functional. Um, Then I found this program and um, recovery and, um, you know, became a lot more mature, developed a relationship ideal. And three years ago, I met a man, and it's the most functional relationship I've ever been in. At a certain point last year, I lost my connection with my high power and, um, and in the run-up to the relapse that I needed to have this past spring, um, I, I made that, started to make that man my higher power again and started twisting myself into a pretzel and was in abject fear of losing him. And um, he wasn't doing enough for me to show me that he loved me. I really made him an idol. Um, and my higher power. Um, then I, uh, by the grace of God, I, I got abstinent. And in the course of my fifth step, um, refreshing myself in the steps, it was an amazing thing that happened to me. All the love that I felt for this man flooded back after months of being um, in, in misery. And I realized that I had to do this relationship on a whole new basis. And that basis was that my higher power needs to be absolutely at the center of my life and and everything else has to be second uh, to that. And when I do that, 
this relationship with this man works. Not only does it work, it fills me with immense joy. And the little joke, and I'll end with this, the little joke that my wonderful higher power has uh, <laughs> played on me is that this man that I love so much is an atheist. <laughs> and I think that's a beautiful thing um, because what it says to me is that, that what he believes does not matter. What matters is what I believe. And what I believe today is that there is a loving God that is at the center of my life. And when I am leaning into that, all my relationships work and work better. Um, and, you know, having, having written that relationship ideal as part of my step um, this past time has been um, a godsend. And so with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth D. While Elena C. is unmuting, I'll just let people who got on the meeting late know what we read which is the second paragraph on page 99 in the big book, if there be divorce or separation through a parent to both parties. Elena C. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Thank you for your service. Um, my name is Elena C. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. I, um, wow, this is, this is touching a, this is touching my heart because, you know, it just reminds me of the devastating effects of alcoholism on a family and um, just reminding me of, you know, my, uh, the relationship of my parents who never got divorced or separated and my father never got in recovery and he wasn't looking pretty, you know, and um, then I married two people who are emotionally unavailable for me, to me. Um, but here's the thing. I wasn't emotionally available to them. So the addict in me was, was at, at, at was, and I, at that time I did not know that I have an addiction because my um, disease of compulsive overeater, overeating did not, um, did not flare up so much. Um, so, and both relationships ended up in divorce. And uh, the first relationship, I was not in the program, uh, any programs of recovery. The second relationship I was, I had several years in Al-Anon and everything was um, just so much easier because I had that program. So, and how I showed up in both the re both relationships were with an Al-Anon part of me and with the addict part of me the Al-Anon part of me was just kind of being very codependent and going along with whatever and hoping hey you know I fell in love with their potential that was the Al-Anon part of me the addict part of me I want all always hope that I'm going to have the relationship with them that I wanted to have and so and I mean, it's just devastating and devastating for the soul, for the couple. Now I'm in a relationship and because I have both programs, I know that my first relationship is with my higher power. My second is with myself. And only after that, it comes the relationship with my significant other. And it's so freeing and I have so much peace 
that I can accept the other person for who he is and and that's it and for who he what he can give and he gives love in a way that I it's not my love language I don't understand love that way but I understand that that's how he gives love and um and I give love and show up for him in a different way but also you know he tries to show love to me um the way I know and vice versa because we communicate and there was no communication in the relationship as an addict and with addicts and it was just craziness and thank you God I have this program and with that I'll pass thanks Elena C on M and then we'll take more names Hi, Rebecca. This is Anne M here, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Ireland. Can I be heard okay? Yes, I hear you great, Anne. Thank you so much, Rebecca, and thanks for taking the meeting. And, uh, yeah, what a powerful meeting. And, uh, you know, this just, it just, you know, to look at it, it's step 12 and it's the second part, you know. And for me, it's all about, you know, living and, you know, it's about clean living and uh, and healthy relationships and, uh yeah, love the part, you know, be sure of his recovery. And for me, that has to be, you know, my connection with my higher power. It's my foundation. It's just making sure that, you know, my roots now grasp a new soil fully planted in my higher power. And it's only from that place that I can be, you know, I can be definitely wholesome, true to myself and true to, to you know, my my, my fellows and and to the human human race really um yeah that part you know the old relationships but on a better basis and former did the former did not work um yeah for me you know all of my romantic relationships are all based on yeah just like it was shared just on the part where my needs needed to be met and you know that was the part where I made the person my higher power. You know, they were my, they were, they determined and they dictated my pace. And I was out to impress as well. I wasn't in relationship. I was, you know, just on the outside and emotionally detached from the relationship. And really it was just a very superficial external relationship. And, you know, that to me is, you know, just being disconnected from a higher power and, you know, just not being in relationship with somebody. That's just, I suppose, on the outside and looking from the outside in. Um, and really, it's this inside job that we all talk about. It has to be my connection with my higher power. And also, just where it says, uh, this means a new attitude and spirit all around. And that, for me, just really, you know, it's about that new perspective, that new way of life. And, you know, it's it's whether... You know, the person in rela- I'm in relationship with is, you know, whatever their behavior is. And I don't accept the unacceptable behavior because it's a healthy relationship I, I'm, I'm, I'm striving towards. But at the same time, it's, you know, I work my program no matter what. You know, I've learned in recovery that I have resentments and fears and, you know, distorted thinking and, you know, and I need to work my program around that. I need to use that skill set that I learned in step four to nine. And I need to keep my side of the street clean and I need to be available, be available to myself and to the other person that I'm in relationship with. Um, yeah, and with that, I pass. And thanks again, Rebecca, for taking the meeting.
Thank you, on M. Okay, if you haven't shared on A Vision for You on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the second paragraph on page 99 in the big book of AA, if there be divorce or separation through a parent to both parties, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Barbara S. Loretta A. Barbara S. Loretta A. Who was after Loretta? I didn't catch the name. Could you repeat that? Phil M. Now, is it, oh, Phil M? Yes, yes. Uh, You're giving me time to fill in the rest of the names because I've used, like, shorthand here. I've got Barbara S., Loretta H., Phil M., and Vanita L. Did anyone else want to get in line? What paragraph are we, please? We are second paragraph on page 99 in the big book, If There Be Divorce or Separation, that one paragraph. Sandra A. Was it Sandra A? Yes. Great. Gotcha, Sandra. Okay. Um, We'll go with those. Barbara, Loretta, Phil. Yes? I'm sorry. Can Can you tell me how to unmute? Or to get muted again? Star one is unmute, and then star one is mute as well. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, So I was saying Barbara S., Loretta H., Bill M., Vanita L., and Sandra A. Barbara S., your turn. Hi, this is Barbara. Is that noise on your line, Barbara? Barbara, try unmuting again. Do you hear me? Now, is that Barbara asking? Yes, this is Barbara, yes. Hi, Barbara, go go right ahead. We hear you without the noise in the background now. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm from New York, a compulsive overeater, still recovering and thankful to be on this meeting today. Um, As far as this paragraph, uh, I can't relate too much to, you know, drinking and then stop drinking because there's there's a thing in a marriage, somebody's the enabler, et cetera. I'm not going to go into that. I could share my experience. I was divorced years ago. I'm in a relationship now. for about 15 years, and I am still me. The program has helped me see that there are things that I do and there are things that I accept, I uh, expect, <laughs> I expect, um, and some of them are to my selfish needs. I've felt that um, my partner, my I don't know what you call my boyfriend. (laughs) I'm in my 70s. It's my boyfriend. We live together. It's like husband and wife. I sometimes get into the same game, the same situation with 
people that I'm close to, I, I would say men. I haven't had a lot of men that I'm close to, and I don't get too close. But I find that I get into same issue. Um, this program helps me see that. And it helps me also see that he, too, I work on myself that I'm a child of God or a child of my higher power, which I can't name. I don't have a name for my higher power, but that he, too, is a child of his higher power. And this program is helping me work on that. So um, I, I think that uh, I'll pass on that. I'll pass on that, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Pass. Thank you, Barbara F. Loretta H. Good morning, Rebecca. This is Loretta H. Recovered. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and thank you everyone on this line who saves my life every morning. Um, let the alcoholic continue his program day by day. It's contingent one day at a time on my spiritual condition. And um, I looked up the word apparent, and it's clear. It's clear and bright. And apparent for me cannot happen unless I'm clean in the food and clean in my mind. And I have been so graced with recovery for um, many 24 hours, but only until I got grace with the recovery was I able to be in a marriage that I've been in for 52 years, probably more than half my life. And because this program works, it teaches me how to do relationships. And I was just on a tradition meeting uh, Saturday night, which I love so much because the steps are so that I don't commit suicide the traditions are so that I don't commit homicide. And when you do the ideal relationship um, work, you realize that um, it's what you need to bring to everything, not what you need to get, because I'm a taker and I'm a dishonest taker. And so now I really, really do try to bring that ideal. In fact, one of my little sponsors said that last Thanksgiving, and I've been using it for every holiday that I need to bring my ideal relationship to any event I go to. And the other thing I want to say is that I just redid my steps in another program. And one of the reasons I did them was because I wanted my sister and brother-in-law to validate me. And I realized the only thing that can validate me is my God. There is nobody else that's a higher power, no husband, no job, no nothing, as it says, because God will will restore me to sanity if I do the work and continue, continue, continue. And that's what step 10 is about, 11 at night and 12 during the day because I have my beautiful sponsees and sponsor to help guide me. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Loretta H. Phil M. Did you call Phil? I did. Hi, Phil. Oh, hi, Rebecca. Thank you for your service. My name is Phil M. I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive operator from Northern Ireland and um, SAB divorce or separation. Um, 
Well, uh, my husband and I separated, first of all, when I was 43, and then again uh, when I was 45, and that was after 25 years of being together. And not all those years were unhappy by any means. We had a lot of um, happiness, but um, the, the separation probably took around 10 years. It was a long goodbye. Um, when we parted, we did manage to stay friendly um, for most of that time, somehow. Um, and uh, he passed away in January uh, 2018 after kind of uh, a last uh, bad binge of drinking. However, his daughter, you know, our daughter, got, her, got him in the hospital and he had some dry time, which was, was a blessing. Um, what is, uh, I could have been doing with OA during our marriage and I, I wasn't, I didn't come into OA until I was uh, 52. Um, so there's not much hope for two unrecovered addicts living together. I do feel sorry for the children, you know, our, our children had to put up with it. Um, however, last weekend we all got together and uh, it was just lovely. My eldest is expecting their first child and it's a great comfort. They are good friends and enjoy one another's company too. Um, also means a lot that my husband and I both got to apologise to one another for any hurt we caused one another. We didn't really get into specifics, but that was okay, just even that one apology. So really urge anyone, if they have someone to apologize, don't don't hang on, you know, it means such a lot to, to have done it. Um, and it talks about um, that I needed uh, a new, um, this means a new attitude and spirit all around. My old attitude, you know, I, I did this big book way too, and, and one of the notes on it is really pertinent. It says, my old attitude was that I am the centre of the universe, selfish, self-centred. I needed a new attitude of trusting and relying on God, and uh, that's, that's big. That's absolutely big. So we didn't manage to get back together again, you know, but um, I think... Uh, when when we pass away, that all the nonsense, all the all the misunderstandings have gone, and what remains is the love, and that's a beautiful thing. And um, I heard a saying: there is only love or the cry for love. And I think as addicts, we know that cry for love very much. Um, so with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much. Thank you, Phil M. Vanita L. Good morning, Vanita L. Recovered compulsive overeater, but not cured, excuse me, in Georgia. So I'm speaking up just because I haven't talked on the line for a while, and I definitely have a lot of experience with relationships because um, addictive relationships got me into my first 12-step program when I was in my 30s. And... um, Yeah, I've learned there's a really strong relationship, you know, between people who've had sexual abuse and um, eating disorders, but I didn't get into an eating one. My life was so unmanageable. I had, it forced me into this other program, but I didn't get into an eating one until I was 50 and didn't find a way until 2014. But, um, yeah, I've had a lot of experience with addictive relationships and healing from those. And 
the so that's I don't know if like relationships are always still my cutting edge and I actually just left a job because of um I didn't like the way I was being treated and I tried to nego- renegotiating some of that but so that was a good step up but anyway um I appreciate the wisdom in the big book and I can hear on the lines that a lot of people have done a lot of relationship healing in OA and I know I have to be sober in relation I have to be sober from food for me to participate sanely and I'm doing really well staying with myself and practicing the principles of the program and you know just showing up and being intimate telling people what I think or feel or and learning tremendously to speak appreciation and to focus on the good of what's happening. That was huge for me because I used to think honesty meant telling people what I didn't like about them or judging them or something. It was just crazy. And now I've learned to, um, yeah, speak appreciation. That's been a great um, asset for me and for my relationships. Thank you. Thank you, Vanita L. Sandra A. Sandra A, we don't hear you. Star one to unmute your phone. Sandra, it's possible that your phone is muted twice, you know, not just the star one feature, but the button on your phone that says mute. Mute Can you hear me now? Now we hear you. Yay, you were right. Yay. (laughs) Hi, my my name is Sandra A. I am a compulsive overeater. I am not in recovery. This is my first meeting. Um, And... Reading from the big book, um, I definitely can say relationships have taken a toll in my life, and I've always turned back to um, my first love, which is food. Uh, my first marriage ended after counseling. Um, my husband told me he was no longer physically attracted to me because of my weight gain. And, you know, counseling didn't work, so... Um, the counselor's like, I can't help you guys. Um, he thinks love is a Barbie doll and you're not losing weight. So uh, when that ended, I went into another relationship, but it was abusive. Um, and I, too, was making the man my God and, and turning my life, my identity, I guess, got lost because I was being what he wanted me to be and not what I wanted to be. Currently, I'm in a relationship with someone who's been uh, free from alcohol and in program for 35 years. It is by far the best uh, relationship ever. However, I find myself getting out of control with the food. I'm very grateful for this meeting. Um, I am in need of a sponsor. I live in Utah. It's five something in the morning here, but I'm okay with that because I just really, really want to get well and not it's not the weight anymore that I want to lose. It's the I want to get my head right. So thank you for letting me share. 
Thank you for sharing, Sandra A. Uh, you'll have an opportunity to announce yourself as a newcomer and leave your phone number in, uh, really soon, um, just around the top of the hour. Um, so we have room for two more people to share on uh, the second paragraph on page 99, if there be divorce or separation. Anyone want to take those slots? Trey. Reggie. Okay, wait a second. I heard Reggie O. And who was the other person? Trey, T-R-A-Y. Trey. And your last initial? S is in Sam. Gotcha. You two, thank you for stepping up. Reggie O and Trey S. Reggie O, you go, and then Trey. Thank you. Yeah, yeah good morning again. And uh, this is Reggie O, grateful to recovered, still in Texas. And uh, you know, this what just came to me was some, sometimes slowly, and uh, the promises will always work if we work for them. And uh, I, what came to me was this: uh, when I was seven, I was having this existential crisis about loving my father more than I love God, and I thought that's really something. I had a punishing God, so and I did not have a father. Um, I. I didn't know what to do about it. I knew that, you know, growing up in the way that I did, I knew it was a sin to love anything more than I love God. But I thought, how can I be punished for something that I can't help? And anyhow, that that wrecked my relationship with. But I um, I realized, you know, that I have been uh, deeply loved many times in my life, but I didn't know it because I had this Teflon shield in front of me and uh, and, it, and I had a lot of love inside me, but I really get the love out or really get the love in. It was quite a piece of work. And so I did a lot of uh, running in relationships and using, I've even used programming relationships that, uh, to set them to get. Um, you know, I, um, and, and the, in honesty, And there were so many, even entering, you know, intimate relationships. I had there, there. I was often just now, or it wasn't. Feel obliged because, well, if that person, no, I must have done something that happened. And uh, so I must be honest about what was really true for me. And uh, there was a big, you know, great deal to pay. I haven't been in an intimate relationship and about seven or eight years. And, uh, and you know, today that is okay with me. And it's okay with me, you know, if there comes to be someone, you know, marriage-type partner or not, that's really okay with me. And, uh, you know, it's also the first time that I've, as I said this recently in a share somewhere, I've gotten to a relationship with God is living inside me. And it is a God that trust. It is a God Realize fully on, and uh, and that's my, that's my greatest seeking. And I know it's a lot of, you know. Reggie, you, you, you've been going, you've been going in and out the whole three minutes, and um, oh, I'm so sorry, yeah, but just so you know, yeah, well, there's the whole country connected here, so <laughs> but uh, anyway. I'm really grateful for 
read this paragraph and for everyone who shared. There's so much in paragraphs that, you know, on first notice uh, isn't always noticed. So I'll pass, and uh, thanks for your patience. Thank you, Reggio. Trey S. Trey, we don't hear you. You may be double muted. Trey, can you? Oh, I heard you. Oh, I, I heard you a little bit. Uh, is this better? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so grateful that I got on this call this morning. I'm usually on these calls about four days a week, and um I've, I just found a vision for you about four months ago uh, through my sponsor, who's amazing. And the shares, the Sunday spotlights, the special editions, I mean, it has truly been life-changing. And as I listen to the reading this morning and I listen to the shares, it really is my higher power, who I call God, who's leading and guiding me. Because over the weekend, I was with some friends who they're not in program. And they are being encouraging as they think to get me back out into the dating scene. And they referred me to this Facebook group of singles. And, you know, I looked at it and I, I, you know, I was not saved. And that's recovery for me. I wasn't excited about it. Uh, over the past four months, as I've been working my steps with my sponsor, so many realizations, so, so much awareness has come. I have so much contentment in my life with my circumstance, with my new job, with being single, um, not having children yet. I'm very, very thankful and grateful. And as I was looking at this Facebook group, I was thinking, I am good. I am really, really good. You know, I've had the years of being codependent in relationships, making a man my God. You know, I was married to a man who was a porn addict and a drug addict. And so I have healed from so much of that. I know what it feels like to be in a relationship where I am out of balance, where I'm not abstinent, where I'm with someone who's an addict or an alcoholic, and the instability, emotional instability of that. And I remember when my sponsor uh, agreed to sponsor me, I said, you know, I have absolutely no desire to date. I was desperate. You know, I had been off of my program, had put on 38 of the 115 pounds I lost and um, found out that my ex-boyfriend was a severe alcoholic, but I didn't know because I was an abstinent and I was in the food. So I had no clarity of mind. And the fact that right now I am the most content I am in my life is such a gift. I can't explain it. It is, uh, it's just so good to not want to date. It's so good not to want to be in a relationship. It is an amazing feeling. And, you know, reading that that paragraph, listening to the shares, I know I eventually want to date. I want to get remarried. I still want to have children. But where I am today is such a good feeling. And I know that as I continue to recover, you know, when I do date again, when I do get remarried again, I will be sane. I will be abstinent. I will have clarity of mind that is going to be good for me. And my my husband and my children will benefit from that. But this is just a good place to be, and I'm so thankful and grateful that I heard the shares and I passed. Thanks, Trey S. Well, Trey was our last person to share in this first hour. 
Thank you everyone for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, November 16, 2021, is 18,086. That's 18086. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lauren N. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Thank you, Rebecca. It's Lauren N. Our book, can you hear me? Yes, we hear you fine, Lauren. Perfect. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Amen.